Here with a couple of presiding officers, subject legislation, Mr. Kevin McCaffrey with us, also Congressman-elect Nick Lulota, hopefully to be sworn in today. Uh, with us a little bit later, also Dave Caputo on the mess in Washington. First, though, let's get to Christian Brown, attorney. Uh, Chris Brown out of uh, McLaughlin Stern announcing a federal judge denying the town of Hempstead's attempt to domestic case in which his client, uh, local residential developer, suing the town violations of its constitutional rights. We welcome uh, Chris to the program. Chris, uh, thanks for coming on and a happy new year to you, my friend. Uh, Hi, good morning. Give us, happy uh, new year. Kind of the rundown as far as how everything transpired here. Well, this is an interesting case. Uh, it's a case in which, as you said, a, um, a local developer purchased a piece of property in Wantaw. Uh, it was a large piece of property with an old house on it. Um, you know, nothing out of the ordinary uh, where the developer was able, under the existing, long existing zoning regulations, to divide the lot into two and build two new houses that complied with all the you know, all the rules and regulations didn't need any special approvals or variances. And in the midst of the process, some neighbors in the area uh, were upset by the idea of tearing down this old home and building two new homes, and they uh, petitioned the town to have this house landmarked. And by landmarking the house, which is ultimately what happened, uh, developer obviously can't tear the house down if you declare something a landmark, and by not being able to tear the house down, obviously, you can't really practically subdivide the lot. You can't build two new homes. Uh, so um, we're in court now, um, in federal court, and uh, you know my client's position is that uh, the town's actions violated uh, various aspects of their constitutional rights, and it's essentially an abuse of the landmark process, essentially using landmarking to stop otherwise lawful development by having, you know, by allowing, I should say, um, um, you know, a group of people to get together and all of a sudden one day declare that, you know, somebody's private home where, uh, you know, a few colorful families may have lived is a, a, you know, warrants landmark status and therefore you can't develop any new housing. And it's amazing because the application was granted you know, for these two new homes on the site, and it was full compliance, we might add, right, with the zoning and everything else, regulations. So, you know, what does it mean? It means that the developer, uh, he didn't need to secure uh, any kind of special permits uh, yeah, that's of that correct. nature to kind of subdivide and construct these homes. But uh, That's correct. Then, you know, all of a sudden a you common... get a landmark designation here, correct? Right, so a common analysis that any, any builder will do is to when looking at a piece of property is to say, well, what am I allowed to do here? What can I do, as they say, as of right, meaning without any special approvals? And, of course, a property that lends itself to development that's within the regulations, that's as of right, is much more attractive because you don't have to go through a long, drawn-out approval process, right? So, so developers and builders will look for these types of properties, and they will pay extra money. Uh, uh, for a property that, le- that that permits this kind of development, and that that's exactly what happened here. This this piece of land was selected and purchased because the the developer knew that 
that that that its development plan for the two new homes was allowed under the law. Basically, they didn't need anybody's permission uh, to do it. You didn't need variances or special approvals. So this was a, the idea. Here is this is a simple as of right project to build two new single family homes in a single family neighborhood, and still, and as I think points up to you know, one of the the big problems that you have on Long Island in terms of developing housing, still the developer finds itself, you know, on the other end of a a political problem and now is in federal court in, in, in over something that should have been a simple routine um matter that would have ended up where the where the community would have ended up with two beautiful new homes which, you know, are quite in demand and raise everybody's property values. Uh, Chris Brown, McLaughlin, and Stern. Interesting case here where the town said, oh, wait a minute, uh, you're not digging yet. We've got a landmark status here. Isn't there something, though, called due process? Also, isn't there a bit of vagueness? You can kind of use that verbiage as far as how the town is going about their business designating this property as landmark? Well, yes, you you raise two, or you use two terms that are used in you know in in the in the in the, in the constitutional context, uh, due process and vagueness, and both of those are an issue in this case. Uh, uh, in terms of vagueness, there's a question of whether uh, the landmarks ordinance is simply uh, too vague, which is a, is is a way of viola- violating one's due process. In other words, by having a law that's so flexible. And so subjective that a a governmental body can, on a whim, basically say, "Well, I I feel that this is a nice structure, or I I I, uh, I think it uh, symbolizes, uh, you know, an example of colonial architecture, and therefore it's a landmark without without any objective criteria." Uh, that 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 situation gives rise to to the vagueness problem, which is which again. Uh, under the Constitution, if you're subject to a vague law where where your your rights are subject to, you know, the the whims of a governmental body, that that can be deemed a violation of your right to due process, and that that's one of the major claims that that we've uh, brought against um, against the town of Hampstead here. And and the judge, from what I read in this case, Chris, I think it was back in August. Uh, mm-hmm denied the town's motion to dismiss this whole thing, right? So the court, in essence, uh, has allowed all of these claims uh, from the developer to kind of move forward and maybe, you know, and I guess the next step is a trial. I mean, that's really what it is. That's Uh, correct. Uh, These land use cases are difficult cases to bring. Uh, The courts have, over the years, erected um, a pretty high bar uh, to... um, you know, to a plaintiff who wants to come in and say that, uh, you know, that a local municipality has violated its constitutional rights by, you know, uh, disallowing a variance or refusing to grant a building permit, um, the courts of you know, federal courts have basically said, look, we're not going to, you know, turn every every zoning dispute into a, a constitutional, um, uh, you know, circus. Uh, so there, it's hard to clear the initial bars even to bring these cases, uh, but we did clear it here, and you're right, the case will move forward uh, to to a trial or some other form of, um, 
you know, a determination on, on the full merits. And I think, again, it's, uh, it's, it's important in the sense that everybody knows it's very difficult to develop uh, real estate on Long Island. There's a, a housing crunch here. I think now there's more and more discussion coming around again about what should we do in terms of, uh, you know, loosening some of these zoning regulations to encourage more housing, uh, and how do we get away from this atmosphere where even simple matters like this can become derailed, really because um, a few people around around a piece of property decide that, that they should be the ones who, de- you know, determine what goes on someone else's private property. And I think the balance on Long Island is out of whack. And I, I often tell people, you don't really own your property. You know, your local government and your neighbors own your property. Because in the end, they have enormous power over what you get to do, uh, whether it's a simple thing like putting on an addition or, 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 or you know, uh, constructing a major, a major uh, development project. It's really, you're really subject to the uh, discretion of your local government, and that discretion is heavily informed by what what neighbors and a local community think is appropriate. So, uh, this is an example of of something where, as I said, even where the owner, the developer, had every right under the existing laws to build a single family house, he still finds himself. Um, mired in litigation and i i think i think that's a, that's wrong and i think it's i think it's a problem for um for long island that clearly sends a terrible message to anybody who's thinking of buying a piece of property develop it because and and this is out in that community hey you better be careful before you you buy this house you think you can knock it down and and build a new house or build two new houses you better be careful because if your neighbors say it's a landmark you could end up with a real a real problem. Interesting. Uh, trial date set yet, Chris, or no? Uh, not set yet. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see how the case unfolds uh, going forward. But uh, hopefully, hopefully, we will. We're on the road to to a, uh, a speedy resolution. All righty. Uh, interesting. Very interesting case. We wanted to have you on on this, uh, Chris. Well, Brown, thanks McLaughlin, for having me. Yep, McLaughlin and Stern. McLaughlin. Stern.com. Any questions? 212-448-1100. Offices uh, not only here on uh, Long Island, uh, ladies and gentlemen, New York City, West Palm Beach, Florida as well, Naples, Westport, Connecticut. We'll keep an eye on this, Chris. Thanks for giving us a couple. Thanks so much. Thanks for the time. You got it. Very interesting case, 742.